the North Remembers podcast. Hello and welcome to the North Remembers Podcast. It is Wednesday, November 6th. I'm John Schmidt alongside Rennie Lesperance. Wherever and whenever you are listening to us, we would like to say hello and we've got a great show for you. Some really exciting and interesting matchups from the past week, so let's dive right into it. But before I do that, I have to wish a happy anniversary to Rennie and Michelle on the 5th of November. That's why we're doing it today. Happy anniversary, man. Thanks, buddy. Eight years. Eight good years. Uh, it was a good anniversary. It was uh, special to uh, go out to dinner with Michelle, so it was a lot, a lot of fun. Good to hear, good to hear. Well, it's going to be a lot of fun this week. Uh, we got some uh, pretty good matchups, but let's look at last week before we hit that up, and let's look at the best matchups of the week, and I had to say, your matchup, in my opinion, was the best of the week. Uh Hollywood Hogan versus the Fantasy Wookiees. Rennie beats Elijah 80-73 to with the early outputs from Elijah's Houston players. Watson with 23 points. Carlos Hyde with 14. Uh, the Kyle Fairbairn, his kicker, got 11. And DeAndre Hopkins with 10 seemed to give him the start he needed to pull off the win against you. 58 points. What happened? Big comeback. You know, I just decided to get off the schneid. Uh... You know, I wasn't too confident going into that matchup. I didn't feel like spending the buck to switch out my defense or two bucks. And uh, so I just went rolled with no defense that week to see what would happen. But I think, you know, the big thing is, is uh, timing wise on Singletary was huge. He had a, he's always had potential, but he's been hurt. So that was a big, big boost this week at getting, getting the points out of him as my backup running back. Definitely. That helped you a lot. And I think uh, the other thing that helped a lot was seeing that New England defense come back to earth, only putting up four points, along with Sony Michelle with only two points, uh, and then Juju Smith-Schuster with one point. Uh, I would have thought they would have put up 30, 
35 points combined, but they only managed seven total. Uh, just another tough, close loss for the Wookiees, but it's good for you. You finally get off that losing streak, and, you know, it's mathematically, technically, I don't know if you're out of it yet, So, <laughs> but it's it's about as close as it possibly can come um, for you. But <laughs> I'm not keeping my fingers crossed, but I'm not mathematically eliminated. I might only be three games out, but, um, you know, what, what happens at the end of the year with the division games even if I'm winning those, some other division team is winning as well. So it's going to be, it's tough. I'm not uh, banking on it, that's for sure. No, but uh, your team is getting help from players that weren't helping you before. Zach Ertz gets you the touchdown back on track after his last three weeks of just three, three, and two points and zero touchdowns. He had a monster week. There's no doubt about it. He was he was essential for uh, the victory. Him and Singletary, Josh Allen's been pretty consistent for me the last few weeks, so... He keeps producing. He gets one or two touchdowns every week. Uh, that was a pickup. I think Paul had him for a while and uh, dropped him, and I snagged him up off the the waiver wire. Yeah, you did. And, you know, it's it definitely helped you get over the hump. And as you said last week, if a team can score over ninety points against you, uh, they probably will win. But that was not the case this week uh, for Elijah and the fantasy Wookies. So, congrats to Rennie on getting off the Schneid here. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. So now we're looking at the other game I really thought was a uh, a real nail-biter and just some high-powered scoring. We had Chili Dog Nelmark, uh, Nate and Beth against uh, the Warhawks. High point total for Nate uh, and Beth for the week, 128 points versus maybe the hottest team coming into the week with Will. Uh, and he kept it up this week with 105 points, but it just it wasn't enough. Great matchup. Um, two, two pretty solid teams there. Uh, classic... Classic chili dog playing to the competition and, uh, you know, had a stiff one there with Warhawks, 105 points, and they came through. Obviously, you know, his MVP, I think, for the year on fantasy at least, came through when he needed him most. Definitely. McCaffrey, 166 yards from scrimmage and three touchdowns for 34 points. Uh, Proven why he is the best back in both the NFL, in my opinion, and fantasy this year. Uh, looks great. And then they also had a huge week from Oakland rookie running back uh, Josh Jacobs. Uh, just huge game. 28 carries, 120 yards, and, uh, and two touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, the Alabama product, in which, you know, they always produce pretty good running backs, but I don't remember their running backs coming out of Alabama and having such a solid year as a rookie. So Josh Jacobs was a good pickup there by Chili Dog. Um, certainly a good system for him. Good eye, good pickup uh, on that draft day. Uh, he came through for sure. Definitely. And another uh, Chili Dog Nelmark incredible game out of two other players uh, as well. As you look at Tyler Lockett goes off against Tampa in that overtime shootout game with 13 catches for 152 yards and two touchdowns, 27 points. Uh, just a monster outing. It helps having Russell Wilson uh, looking your way that many times because he's going to hit you almost every time. So that was a big help for him. Yeah, he's got the, the arm to get it out there. And uh, so, you know, that's his go-to guy. He's definitely replaced Baldwin after Baldwin retired. So yep. Lockett's been a go-to guy for, for Russell. Sure has been. And the other guy I thought that really came through was uh, – Again, that Viking game for uh, for your team, uh, that watching Kansas City take him out, and that was uh, kicker Harrison Butker. Ke- keeps it up as the number one kicker in fantasy. Uh, four for four in field goals, two for two on extra points for 18 points. Uh, can't ask for much more from your kicker. Sure can't, and that wasn't the easiest kicking day. I watched that game, 
those balls were wiggling all over the place, and he just drilled it. What was that, 54-yarder towards the end of the game? Yeah. That's a big one there. And then uh, goes up and, and kicks the game winner. So it always helps having those you know, double-digit points from the kicker. Definitely, and that's why I had that highlight on the intro of uh, it's uh, Paul Allen, the Vikings radio announcer, making the call, calls it a knuckler on the on the way on the way through because that's exactly what it was it was like a knuckleball so a uh, huge week for Budker kicking the ball yeah <laughs> uh, and, then, and then I thought that uh, the Warhawks were sitting really good after the Thursday night game uh, saw San Francisco's newest pickup of uh, Emmanuel Sanders go off for 17 points 112 yards and a touchdown uh, and then he also got 35 points from Matt Stafford uh, 406 yards three touchdowns he gets the five point bonus going over 400 yards uh and then 15 and 14 points respectively from denver running back philip Lindsay, and then dallas receiver amari cooper i mean i i would have thought that there's you know that that would have been a great week for my team and will has that kind of week and, and he loses just a big win by nate and beth yeah like you like you indicated five skilled position players with double digit points and you lose I mean, that's, that's, that's tough for everybody. Yep. And uh, good pickup on the stat sheet there, Johnny. And, you know, really, you know, Matthew Stafford, you know, he's a solid quarterback. You know, not only fantasy, but in real life. He's always been tough. Yeah. He always plays the pack tough, plays division teams tough. They just can't get their act together over there in Detroit and get a team around him. But he can just sling it. Yeah. And uh, he's, he's a good, he's a solid fantasy player. He sure is. He sure is. Uh, so that does it for uh, for last week's games. Uh, anything else you want to add about last week? Any waiver wire uh, pickups that we haven't mentioned already or anything like that, Rennie? No, nothing that comes off. I mean, it just, I think the biggest thing coming out of the games last week is what we're getting to here on the division standings. And, um, you know, the tough divisions are keep getting tougher. Yep. And uh, some of the slacker divisions are getting slackier. <laughs> they sure are. And- <laughs> Which brings us to the WWF, uh, very reminiscent of the NFC North in, in real life, actually, as everyone loses and doesn't look very good uh, other than the Warhawks. Uh, Nature Boy Martinis, my team, wow, puts up a putrid 46 points, the league low. That might even be the season low, I think. Uh, not very becoming of a first-place team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you are. <laughs> so that's really all that matters. But, I mean, you know, one week doesn't make or break a fantasy football no. season until the end of the year in the playoffs. And so, you know, you have one, you know, Chili Dog Network had one bad week against me, and that was my one win all year. But, you know, he's fine. And it just mm-hmm. happens. You know, you get those games like Amari Cooper this year who had, you know, the one catch and gets injured. Yeah. And if they're gone the rest <laughs> of the game, those are the worst games that you hate seeing, and those happen. So, you know, you, you just suck it up. You move on to the next week. You watch that waiver wire and you get your team ready for the next week. And, you know, fantasy Wookie 73 points. Uh, as many other weeks that might have beaten me. But, you know, <laughs> it just kind of went that way when his other team, you know, players just didn't come to bat. Yep. And then uh, look at a team has no name. Becky uh, had a great game from Dak Prescott, 27 points. Uh, and that was it really, though. She only put up 60 points. Uh, but she is just sitting there. She's only a game and a half back. Uh, no movement in the standings for us because everybody lost. So I'm sitting there at five and four. Wookies and Warhawks sitting one game back at four and five. And and then as I said, there's Becky sitting there at three five and one. So I think you were right, Rennie. We could probably have a division winner at 500 or less by the end of the season. But we are all playing each other here soon. So I think uh, we're going to see a little bit of separation now. Yeah, and. Uh... 
that just happens. I was talking to another person in fantasy, um, and you know, is a two division league, and you know, the one division leader has the sixth best record in the whole league. He's gonna get the number two seed. So it just kind of happens. That's the luck of the draw. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like the draft, wherever you are on it. And anyone's in that division. So, you know, Becky's had a little bit of a tough slide, I think. She's lost two in a row, maybe a, a few out of, you know, three out of four or something like that. But um, she's right there. I know she had a good start to the season, and uh, it just takes a little run, two to three games, right? The biggest winning streak's three this year. Yep. So, and anyone can do it. Definitely. Um, now let's go to the exact opposite direction and look at the class of the league. Let's look at the ECW continues to be the best division i'd say by far uh, all but one team d-ball who was in first place wins this week so now we have three teams tied at the top with chili dogs uh mr Sacco and d-ball all sitting at six and three and now careful everybody there's hodor's hodor's sitting just two games back at four and five yeah tough division for nickubus too you know and and but he's hanging around you mm-hmm. know and he's only two games back and any one of them could take that division and get the wild card. The one thing I'm starting to think about, though, is is are they going to cannibalize each other the last three weeks? Is that going to really affect their wild card status? Yeah. But, um, you know, we could see some more of those 100-point games towards the end of the year out of that division. Definitely. Um, they're good enough for that, those types of games. And those are going to be a tough way to lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, win, or, win or break the year, you know. So. Yep, definitely. Uh, the ways they're looking now, though, uh, the way things are looking now, this division is definitely going to have two playoff teams i think it's just it's it's hard it's hard to overcome and i think they've won a lot of their uh non-divisional games too so they're gonna have a lot of the tiebreakers so yeah they are and uh i think chili dog might have swept the division ones but other than that those are like the only the losses you know there's only three losses out of the top three in division yep and they've done really well non-division and just kind of carried the season that way and the, and the winning streaks have come from that division, right? Yep. I think Philly Dog, Sacco, and D-Ball all have three-game winning streaks. Yep, they do. They do, and so I, I, that's definitely the division to watch. But there is still one division left, and it's getting more interesting by the day, and that's the WCW. Uh, Waiver Wired picks up the W this week and moves into a tie for first place uh, with the previously, uh, it seemed like, for sure going to win the division, Tejano Superstars, who now sit at 5-4. and four. And look at that, three-game losing streak. So you got to feel for Paul because, you know, you think his team's getting better. I thought his team was shaping up better, a pretty good waiver wire pickup on Drew Brees. And, uh, you know, he's, he's three losses, and waiver wire is just up and down, up and down, but he's five and four. Yeah. And he's had some tough losses. So he's going to be – Chris is going to be tough there at the end. And Heidi, she's got that tie. That's going to be interesting how that plays out in this division. She's yeah. only a game and a half out. So she's right there. Definitely. You know, we were kind of writing her off there, you know, yep. a week or two ago. Yeah. But she could put up points. And, uh, you know, I think she might have a fairly favorable matchup this week. I can't recall. Yeah, she's playing uh, Elijah. Yeah. The old house battle. And Elijah <laughs> has six of his eight starters yeah. on bye weeks. Yep. So she turns around five, four, five, and one. And, and you never know what happens. She could only be a half game out here after this week. Yeah. And I mean, she puts up, you know, 113 points 
uh, this week. That's a big number. And, you know, she has the midseason MVP, uh, at least of the actual NFL, in my opinion, Russell Wilson, coming off 49 points. Uh, so it can definitely make a run. But injuries to the wide receivers have left her team in need of, uh, you know, one soon here. I don't know who she's going to be looking for a diamond in the rough on the waiver wire or maybe looking for a trade. Uh, it's going to be interesting because there's not a lot of time left to make trades either. And, I mean, you got to get lucky to find that diamond in the rough on the waiver wire. So. Well, it looks like she just picked up Devontae Parker here this week. Oh, so and, there uh, you go. Uh, he's been playing pretty good, and Fitz, Fitzmagic's just been slinging it all over. I don't think he cares, so that's a good thing for fantasy points, right? Not for winning in the real game, but if you got someone just throwing it up, you know, you got a chance. So maybe, you know, you look at Kittle, he's been a little banged up. He's coming back, but he's a solid tight end, and Saquon Barkley's back, so... She's getting healthier. David Montgomery, I think, had a big week last week. And uh, he's kind of one of those guys coming around. So, um, I don't know. She's kind of she's kind of pulling a D-ball hiding in the reeds there. Yeah, and it, it's nice to have a quarterback uh, that scores more points than my whole team did this week. So, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> no doubt about it. And then, you know, Adam Thielen, Terry McLaren as their wide receivers on her bench right now. McLaren's got to buy, but in in Thielen, know. like who knows what those, those hamstrings, those can linger too. So that's uh, they've been talking about that on the uh, the power trip, the radio station there in the cities, and people are sound like they're kind of worried about the injury. Yeah, so you know, injuries play a big factor in fantasy football, yep. and uh, so we'll see how she does. Good luck to her. She's going to be right there at the end. I think she's not going anywhere. Yep, and as we said before, there you are sitting three games back at two and seven. So it's you know, you can get within two games if everybody loses in your division this week. Had I'm out of it. <laughs> I'm not counting on it. Not counting on it. I, I, gave, I didn't even play a defense this week, so I guess sometimes you get those cheap wins. And uh, who knows? I made a couple of transactions. I'm still gonna still putting up a fight. And uh, if I could play the the spoiler, I'll be happy to do it. There you go. All right, well, that takes us uh, to this week's team highlight. And uh, who better to uh, talk about this team but his brother and opponent this week? Uh, we're going to look at Hodor's Hodor's, Nick Schmidt. Uh, it's been a roller coaster ride on his depth chart during the early weeks of the season, trying to find the right combinations to plug in. And I thought he was in trouble after his loss uh, in the battle for Wild Rose back in week five when he only mustered up 64 points and his receiving core was not performing the way he wanted. Uh, Mike Evans had a zero-point outing, and the, the Rams wide receiver Brandon Cooks only put up four that week. Uh, since then, though, how, however, Evans has just established himself as the number one fantasy wide receiver, uh, and now he's, you know, he's set on his number two wide receiver with Kenny Galladay, who's put up an average of 20.5 points the last two weeks. Kenny's looked solid. He's been looking really good. And you look at the numbers that we talked about with Sam, uh, with with Stafford. Uh, you, you know, he's gonna throw the rock to Galladay. There's no doubt about it. So he's filled in nicely for Cooks, who's been a big time disappointment this year. A bit of a shock. He never Cooks. Uh, I think he was on my team last year, but in the last couple of years he was solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, never put up huge touchdown numbers, but a good possession receiver gets you some yards, gets you those ten points. Yep. And uh, which you always can rely on. Yep. And so now he's sort of been able to stabilize his wide receiving court with Gaudet coming in. Mike Evans, you know, you kind of figured he was going to come to his own in that offense, and he really has. And he's just a big time receiver, big guy. 
So with, you know, guy just slinging it around. Yeah, and, and you got Godwin there too, though. That's How has that team only won two games this year? It just blows my mind with the, the firepower that their defense is just terrible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they gave up their D-tackle McCoy this year and, and obviously just horrible. You know, the quarterback gives up bad uh, turnovers at the wrong time, but overall he just puts up big numbers. He's doing really good for Team Sacco over there. Yeah, but yeah, you know, but you know, Godwin's been a number one receiver almost all year, and now you got Evans coming to his own and two wins. That makes zero sense, but no defense, like you said. Yep, and I and I tell you what, for Nick, uh, other than Russell Wilson, I think his quarterback is the best quarterback to have. Uh, Lamar Jackson has put up at least twenty points in every week but one, and has had. I've uh, been over 29 points five different times. Uh, he just, you know, runs for over 100 yards three different games. Uh, and But he's not just a running quarterback like a Michael Vick. He's picking his moments, and they run that option, and he runs it to perfection. Yeah, and that that's what made me feel confident in my game this past week, playing the New England D. He was going to eat up time, and he he's, he's just a playmaker. And yeah. so New England finally played a decent team. You know, yeah, and they haven't been challenged much. And Lamar is, you know, he's he's been good. He's been good. He's kind of like the new Cam Newton, not a stick, um, but he can throw the ball and he runs a heck of a game. He runs oh, the ball down. he had a, a 152 yards and a touchdown in Week Six against Cincinnati, uh, and they still play Cincinnati, who's just terrible, and they play them again soon here. Uh, it's going to be interesting, and he's already at his bye. Uh, yeah. And, you know, and as I said, he's already got a great upcoming schedule. He's got Cincy again, as I mentioned. Houston, who, yeah, they had a decent week uh, in London this past week, but their defense without J.J. especially is going to suffer from that. Uh, and then the New York Jets D, Cleveland's D. I mean, <laughs> the last two being uh, playoff weeks with the Jets and Cleveland. So if he can make the playoffs, uh, he's got the good matchups. Yeah, and, and Jackson's no doubt a top five fantasy. And I don't think it's necessarily – a fluke because he started doing it at the end of last year. I can't remember who picked him up late last year, but he had a really good end of the year in terms of fantasy and in real life football. Uh, and, and you're right, he might be the second best right now. He's up there in the MVP. So good pick up there by by Nickibus. Yeah, good luck, Nick. Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully uh, your team keeps performing for you because I'd love to see uh, a little sneak up in that division by him because I'd left him for dead weeks ago and now he's coming back to life. So it's exciting to watch. Yeah, and, and he's coming back to life with probably two of the oldest and slowest tight ends in the league, Jason Witten and Jimmy Graham, but he's still managing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and he's going to have a, a good matchup coming ahead. Let's look at the week ahead. And, uh, well, Game of Thrones being one of our themes, you have the Battle of the Bastards. Well, we got the Battle of the Brothers this week with Hodor's Hodor's versus the Nature Boy Martinis. Uh, it should be interesting, Rennie. Yeah, to be a fly in the wall in those conversations on Sunday would be uh, pretty funny. <laughs> and then we got Mr. Sacco versus Waiver Wired. Uh, Michelle and Chris putting up lots of points. Someone will have to score more in this game unless we get a tie, so it'll be interesting. Yeah, and I know uh, it won't be difficult for me to root, root for my wife in that game. I need uh, some losses in my division to have any chance. But that should be a good matchup. Uh, two solid teams putting up a lot of points. I think they might be one and two or, or one and three. So yep. uh, that could be a definitely a hundred point contest for both the two hundred point contest for sure. Yep, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to be playing either one of those teams. So uh, and then the next game we got some first place teams in a matchup with uh, Paul and Avery, the Tejano superstars, going up against the Chili Dog Nelmarks. Uh, they really need uh, Paul and Avery. That is need Mahomes back. 
versus Tennessee to keep up with the amount of points that McCaffrey's going to put up against the Packers this week. I love the Packers. I'm worried about that game as a Packers fan this week. I think McCaffrey might break break some records. <laughs> yeah, they've struggled against uh, running backs this year, and yeah. particularly the ones that can run and catch. Yeah. Like a Delvin Cook, he had a monster game against them. Yeah. Um, you know, Tejano's on a three-game losing streak. They need a win right now. We've seen Chili Dog play down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know yeah. why it happens like that. It just does in fantasy football. And yeah. that's kind of been the running joke this year on Chili Dog. Um, you know, and he does need Mahomes back. That should be an interesting matchup, though. Uh, Paul's always there at the end. So, Paul and Avery, they're, they're, uh, I wouldn't be shocked if there's an upset there, though. You know, <laughs> knowing Paul. Yeah, you never, you, you never know. He could, They could go off for 130 points this week. <laughs> yeah. You know, Drew Brees could have a big week, you know? Yeah, he definitely could. Uh, now we're looking at D-Ball and the Warhawks. Key game for both division races there. Uh, neither team wants to lose two in a row, and they both have their full complements of weapons other than Philip Lindsley on a bye for the Warhawks. So uh, I think there's going to be a lot of points in that game. Yeah, and I'm thinking, you know, well, D-Ball needs that game to stay in the race in the division, but I think the Warhawks needs to keep pace as well for a chance at wild card or his division. Um, Warhawks wins that game. That's going to be a, a, a huge boost for either his division or the wild card. Yep. And then speaking of that division with Warhawks, uh, you got Becky uh, and Becky going against uh, the Hollywood Hogan's this week. Uh, couldn't have happened at a better time for her. Any, she needs a win to stay in the hunt, and if she can score more than eighty points, she may have enough to take you out this week. <laughs> the way things yeah. have gone for you, you know. That's all you need to beat Hollywood Hogan. You know, but you know, you're pretty much not gonna beat me with sixty. I'm gonna beat sixty for the most part. Yeah. Yes, besides the one we drew Breeze had minus one on his injury week. Um aside from that, so uh usually that's what the doctor orders is a matchup against Holly Ho- Hollywood Hogan to 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 get the streak back going. Yep, and uh one of my favorite matchups this week, uh it's mother versus son. It's Hippie Chick versus Fantasy Wookies. It's the battle for Blaine. Uh, and Heidi can start her improbable comeback to the division hunt if she can get past Elijah. And as we've mentioned, uh, Elijah doesn't want to lose two in a row uh, and fall two games behind me if I win this week. But he's got a lot of buys. It's going to be a lot to overcome. Yeah, and I'm, I'm curious to know of any house bets going on on that game. Is it going to be for extra time out, uh, you know, with the car at night or or dishes, you know? So we'll have to follow up with Heidi to see what the, the, the bet is at the house. Oh, I'm sure she's loving it. I'm sure these are the weeks that she just loves playing fantasy football. I'm sure she does. <laughs> uh, it's it's, it's, it's going to be the definition of a moving day uh, ahead of the division play next week. So I really can't wait. Yeah, me too. It's always a fun weekend on Sunday particularly if uh, you can watch some of the games and, and see what's going on. I always like watching Sunday. Sunday Night Football is a lot of fun because it's getting ready for the week and you're checking in on all the games at that time. Yep. And uh, so we'll see if moving day can, uh, you know, separate some people here this week. Yeah, I know I'm not going to get a chance to watch many games this week because I actually, uh, I'll be working on Sunday. i got to close some deals out, so... <laughs> so I, I won't be I won't be home till about four, but I figured when I don't watch the Packers, they seem to play better too. So <laughs> there you go. They got a tough matchup, like you said. Yep. So it'll be an exciting week here. So uh, we're gonna head into Full of Schmidt here now. And now we'd like to bring you a little segment we call Full of Schmidt. Woo! <laughs> 
shot on my corner and slap your face. I ain't leaving. I want a $15,000 Rolex. You get on Facebook. You'll be like that. Okay, and welcome to these, this week's uh, edition of Full of Schmidt. Uh, pretty interesting topic near and dear to my heart this week as the uh, the commissioner of your league. Uh, it's the ESPN Fantasy homepage and the issues that I've been having with it, trying to customize it. Uh, ESPN's really taken the abilities for league commissioners like myself to add pictures and funny gifts things like that, uh, videos, um, this podcast, uh, we can't post a damn thing, any kind of link, anything on there. Uh, it's, I don't know why they've done it, but it's just, you know, no clue at all, but it just, it makes it really hard for me to, to make things a little, you know, a little brighter on the league page. Cause it's the same thing all the time. I don't know what to do or any. Yeah, I blame the lawyers. Uh, we got to get rid of these lawyers in this country. They probably <laughs> put the kibosh on that for them. Uh, it's either liability purposes, copyrights, or uh, you know they haven't figured out a way to monetize it. So exactly, yeah, and you know there's enough money changing hands <laughs> through their league in terms of you know I'm sure some of these leagues have people thousands and thousands of dollars are being bet on fantasy. So but yeah, they don't get a dime for it. So yeah, but you know, but their shows do. So everyone drives to that and. Uh, you know they're, they're commentators so you know you, you got to keep them on your platform because that's important because there's yahoo out there there's these other ones waiting to chop at the pit to come in fan duo you know yeah. DraftKings, yeah all those now um so we'll kind of see how that plays out yeah um, you know you certainly were i think everyone's used to the platform which is huge and the consistency of it so i don't think anyone's talking at this point about leaving it but, uh, you know, maybe we need to write a letter or something and uh, on behalf of the league and just say, hey, what can we do here? Yeah, I think it's a good idea because I want to customize the league's homepage, you know, as best as I can. But my hands are tied and I don't want to change sites. But this is getting old. And I know we were talking uh, off the air here about the, uh, the old uh, site that we used and we couldn't even remember the name of it. And we definitely don't want to go back to that. No. <laughs> no, that was that was an awful experience, and uh, I haven't tried anything else. So that was the one uh, the one detour off of ESPN. Otherwise, I've always used the ESPN site. So, if anyone has any other suggestions, we're open to it. I think you know the plan is to continue with the ESPN, um, but we got to try to maybe figure out if we can do something else. Yeah, and I know Paul used to be uh, before I even got really into fantasy football. Paul, I remember watching him uh, way back in the day when my parents had their Windows uh, 98 or whatever it was was set up on that uh, computer in in uh, the long room at the house there, Rennie. And I remember seeing Paul on, I believe it was CBS Sports. 
uh, he was on there. And there was some of the funniest stuff I've ever seen. It it really makes me, uh, it reminds me of the league, that show, just the smack talk that they could do on there. And, you know, maybe I'll set up a poll or a league discussion regarding this soon to see if people have any suggestions or what they can, you know, what they can tell us. Yeah, I like it. I mean, CBS is huge too. So, and they're, they're big on fantasy. You know, you always can see their articles out there. They're on top of their game. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, it just I because I, I feel like there hasn't been enough smack talking going on, but it's hard to on that league because it's on the league page because there's not much you can do with it, or if you some yeah. people probably can't even see it half the time. Yeah, that and kids. Yeah, true. True. <laughs> <laughs> just, just just put a lock on it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, that's all I got for this week uh, for Full of Schmidt, and there's really not much for uh, announcements other than the fact that. We're one, one more step closer to division play beginning, and uh, uh, trade deadline's only a couple weeks away, so people better start making some moves now if they need to. Yeah, and coming up, um, opportunities to win money, too, even if you're not in it, like me. Um, you can still win some money by getting high, high point totals, right? Yep, the last three weeks of the season. So when division play begins, uh, the high point totals for those three weeks, because you should be done with your buys pretty much by then i think i think maybe some people might have one by in week 12 uh but other than that uh um you know they should be fine and so high point total gets 15 or 20 bucks all depends on how much we get in the pot so keep making moves people yeah and everyone's in it but me so there's no reason not to yep exactly and it's just it makes the pot that much bigger and uh and a lot of that money can come back to you if you just score the high point total for the week, too. So, <laughs> Yeah, everything's better when money's on the line. That's true. Spoken, spoken like a true scholar. <laughs> well, that wraps up this week's show, so uh, we'll see you next time. Once again, uh, I'm John Schmidt. Uh, that's Rennie Lesperance. Thanks again for joining us uh, for another edition of the North Remembers podcast where we will see who shall take home the gold belt and become the king or the queen in the North.